This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Ah, my leg! Oh god, my leg! Good evening listeners. Welcome to Wait Wait Don't Eat Me, the brainiest zombie show on the web. My name is Chris Baker. I'm here joined tonight, as always, with my two co-hosts, Sam Napolitan. Hello. And Katrina Tullock. Hey. So, for those of you joining us for the first time, Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me is a talk show dedicated entirely to the TV series The Walking Dead. Here at Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me, we talk about the most recent episode of The Walking Dead. We talk about our general thoughts on it, what we liked, what we didn't like, and then we pick one main topic and we discuss it to death. Get it? <laughs> We're known for our humor here. Anyways, tonight's topic we're going to be talking about uh, Dale and his demise in last week's or uh, last night's episode. Just a heads up: if you're listening already, there are spoilers in this. Whoops! (laughs) Sorry, everyone. (laughs) So, if you're listening, uh, there was one of them, and there will be more to come. So, if you haven't watched the episode yet, be sure to go ahead and check it out before you listen to us. So, last night's episode. It was called Judge, Jury, Executioner. It aired Sunday, March 4th at 9 p.m. on AMC. But before we get to talking about that, let's listen in on where we, uh, where we left off last week. Think, Sam? Okay, so last week, um, Shane and Rick are driving to drop off this kid that they rescued and then decided they wanted to get rid of. Um, they're dropping him off in the middle of nowhere, but then Shane and Rick get into a fight, are attacked by a horde of zombies, and they end up... Uh, bringing the kid back to decide what to do with him. Uh, meanwhile, on the farm, uh, Herschel's daughter Beth is contemplating suicide. She tries to kill herself and fails. Wah, wah. Womp, womp, womp. That's where we left off last week. And then last night's episode, like I said, it was called Judge, Jury, and Executioner. And before Katrina gives us a summary of what happened last night, we're going to listen to a clip. What's up, Dale? I want to change your mind. (laughs) Are you serious? I know you and I will never see eye to eye on much. You say that's an understatement of the year, huh? But, uh... You're not going anywhere. No. And I'm not going anywhere. Okay. So let's talk about this like men. There you have it, clip from last night's episode. It was a, uh... It was a good one. Katrina, fill us in. It was a great one. So... It started out in a barn, I think the same barn where they kept the zombies a while back. And Daryl was there with the kid who now has a name. His name is Randall. Randall. Really, though? Randall. What a nerdy name. (laughs) It sucks. What a terrible name. I don't know if that's from the comic books, but they could have come up with something a little better. I feel like there was a character named Randall, but he was a very minor character. Yeah, not memorable. Yeah. But anyway. Sucks to be him. Um, But Daryl finds out through conversation, and I have that in quotes because Daryl is just his badass self and is beating this kid to a pulp, um, that this kid has 30 or so armed men in his gang and... I guess that's where it starts off because the episode is spent deciding whether or not to kill him because if we have 30 guys after the rest of our crew, you know, that can't be good at all. Um, So Rick and Shane talk about it a little and Rick agrees with Shane that it has to be done. And then Dale's like, wait, don't. We can't go around killing humans. He tries to go convincing people not to do it. And then meanwhile, Carl starts getting a little mouthy. He steals Daryl's gun and goes and finds a zombie, a swamp zombie. Spock zombie. (laughs) Swampy in the woods. (laughs) And he watches it for a little while. It's a really weird scene because he doesn't shoot it. 
But he gets so close that the zombie, like, steps out of the swamp and gets loose and runs away. And Carl gets away. He almost dies. So dumb. But he he helps the zombie get loose. Foreshadowing. So after a long conversation at sunset, um, Dale tries to tell the rest of the group, you know, we can't kill this kid. We were civilized and we have to hold on to this one shred of humanity that we have left. But he gets way overturned, way outvoted. And they decide to kill the kid in the end. So Rick goes to shoot this kid in the barn, but Carl walks in and is like, do it, Dad. And Rick can't do it. His son's watching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He pussies out. And then Dale's really upset because, you know, he got challenged and he's dismayed and disgusted with the rest of the clan. And, you know, he's talking about survival of the fittest. And that, my friends, is how you do foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he goes for a stroll in the field and gets attacked by the very same zombie that Carl let loose in the swamp. And it splits open his belly before Daryl can come and stab it in the head. Awful. Dale, rest in peace, sweet baby. Yes. <laughs> sweet prince. <laughs> sweet baby angel. <laughs> Let's, uh, can we start with a moment of silence for Dale? Well, no, we have to talk about this. this is really... <laughs> <laughs> moments of silence don't really work on a radio show, do they? No, not so much. Guys, this was heartbreaking. It was really it sad. Was... You know, Dale isn't my favorite character, was say, but... Was it that sad? I, I was sad. I mean, he wasn't my favorite character, but... Not I was... our favorite character. Granted, we spent our entire time on this radio show just giving Dale shit because... <laughs> I was going to say, I want to go back and listen because I feel like almost every time Dale's name comes up, it's... I think I went back in my notes and everything says Dale being a whiny bitch again. Dale being a bitch again. <laughs> yeah. And now that he's dead, he's going to get the Amy Winehouse treatment. Everyone's going to be like, he wasn't so bad. I always liked Amy Winehouse. I, I, I liked... Yeah, I love Amy Winehouse, so... That well, argument well, doesn't work on me, I bro. guess it, it fails in this crowd then. <laughs> I didn't like Amy Winehouse. But wait, I'm not done because Herschel oh, realized yeah. that Dale had no chance because Herschel came out and Rick was like, do something, do something. And Herschel was like, no, no, we can't. He's he's done for and needed to be put out of his misery. So Rick had the gun and he tried to shoot him and couldn't do it again. So Daryl took it and said, what was it? Sorry, brother. Sorry, Sorry brother. brother. Sorry, brother. And shot him in the head. How's that for poetic? Yeah. And that was after Daryl was the one who kept saying that the group is broken. I know. And Dale mm-hmm. finally agrees, and then he shoots him in the brain. Yeah. Man, did they draw that out or what, though? Like, when they were holding the gun to his head? I mean, I think they were trying to look for some sort of, I don't know, Dale was waggling his eyebrows around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he was, like, in so much pain, it was just, like, not communicated. Guys, this <laughs> it, was it was, like, his final, his final acting hurrah. <laughs> They're like, act like your belly just got ripped open by a zombie. I thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah, it was impressive. So we're going to get to Dale. We're going to return to Dale in oh, a yes. few minutes. Uh, oh, we will. We're going to talk a lot about Dale because he earned it. You know what? I, got, I mean, that was a terrible, terrible death. A horrible death. But anyways, before we get to you, Dale, Daryl, our boy. He's back! He's back! Yay. <laughs> so, so happy. So happy. I'm so happy. Yeah, this episode opens up with Daryl beating the shit out of Randall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Little weenie kid. And he just, I mean, he's merciless. He's kicking him in the ribs yeah. and he's just beating the shit out of him. And he's kind of got that evil look in his eyes again. It was awesome. I was very happy to see Daryl back. He finally had some purpose. He's one of the ones when Dale's going around trying to convince everybody um, not to kill this kid, Daryl is. Just he's completely checked out. He just does not give a shit anymore. Yeah. Which is like it's the old Daryl. And I think it's the Daryl we all kind of fell in love we with. We missed him. Yeah, yeah. We missed him. The honey badger Daryl. <laughs> at, at one point he says, I don't care. That's like <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Daryl don't give a shit. He's just collecting ears and <laughs> living in the forest. Eating ants. <laughs> he didn't eat an ant, did he? 
I, I, I was trying to oh, parody the video. <laughs> Fail. Oh, does the honey badger eat ants? I've never seen that video. <laughs> no, he eats larvae. <laughs> and then he gets, like, he tries to eat the snake and he gets bit by it, like, a thousand times. But <laughs> he gets back up. It's You haven't seen that I video? I haven't seen Honey Badger. How can you not? Well, I just, I haven't seen it. We're going to have to watch that. All right. Next Sunday. Okay. Anyway. Anyways. Daryl's awesome. Is he, has he gone too far in the opposite direction? Because he was like, when he was looking for Sophia, he was still looked badass, but he was like a good guy. He was looking for this little girl. He was trying to help out the group. And now he's just completely, he has no one to give a shit about anymore. Has he overcompensated in badass No, no. I think he's just being himself. He's doing, like, with Sophia, it seemed like he was doing a really good thing, but he was just trying to, you know, be part of the group, trying to have an active role, trying mm-hmm. to have a purpose, I think. That's really his thing. He needs to be doing something. And in this case, I mean, if doing something happens to be kicking the shit out of this kid to help the greater group, <laughs> then good for him. He's just being himself. Do you mm-hmm. think, is that why he shot Dale? Yeah. Something to do? Something, well, no. That, why that was did, deeper. Why that, did Daryl shoot Dale? Why Daryl? Instead of Because he knew nobody else was going to do it, I think. I don't, other people would have done it. I would have thought Andrea would have done it. Me too. Because he and Andrea had that that bond earlier on. And... Dale was like a father to her in a lot of ways. He yeah. kept trying to like take her under his wing and, you know, offer advice, which was super annoying, you know, when it was so happening, annoying. but when he's dying. So who well, well, I guess I guess I I want to talk about Dale. We'll get to Let's Dale. Let's talk about Dale. <laughs> it's so hard to hold on. on the back. It's like on Christmas. <laughs> all right, so let's rush through all our other topics. Okay, let's go. Okay, Carl's being a punk. Um Carl was a little shit in this episode. He was. I'm very upset with that young man. What would you do as, as a parent if you were Carl's parent? They they don't even know most of what he did this episode because he snuck off and was. He taunt- didn't tell anyone. He was taunting the zombie and. Well, he stole a gun first. Yeah, he stole Daryl's gun. So yeah. dangerous. If you're gonna steal somebody's gun, why would you steal Daryl's <laughs> gun? <laughs> Once he finds out, you are toast. <laughs> They're gonna open the next episode with him beating the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you take my gun, boy? <laughs> Cutting his ears off. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll teach him a lesson. Yeah, right. But yeah, what? I don't know what's up with him. How how old do we think Carl is? He's got to be oh. ten, eight, that age. I. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem pubescent yet. No, he's not. No, he's <laughs> when he was trying to make some badass comments to Carol, because Carol was telling him, you know, Sophia is in heaven in now, heaven. <laughs> which is really no, cheesy. You're dumb. Mm-hmm. No, it was really cheesy. But I was listening to like the tone of his voice, and it was so high. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's trying. I think they're trying to make him act older. You're I a dumb bitch. As an actor, he doesn't quite have the chops necessary yet. He's got that. He's like nine years little old. Freckles. Yeah. It, it's really interesting to see him like evolve into what he was in this episode because it kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know. What yeah. do you guys think? He's cold. Yeah. I mean, he's seen. When you think about, it, he's seen some pretty fucked up shit. Yeah. He has for a kid. I mean, he's seen his only friend his age, Sophia, dead, and his dad had to shoot her in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, he's seen his mom have two different dudes who are now battling over that. I mean, just in general, he's seen for an 8-year-old or 10-year-old or whatever it is. He's seen mm-hmm. some pretty messed up things. True. So I think it's kind of – and he's looking at his two role models, one of whom is still Shane, regardless of whether he's with his mom. And he's saying that's mm-hmm. what – those are his male – his strong male role models are Rick and Shane who have to – kill people fairly regularly so i think he's realizing that hey if we want to do this and shane even says at one point we're discussing why not to kill this guy this is adult stuff so i think he's in his mind if you want to be an adult you have to start killing people or at least deciding whether or not to kill people and kind of be a dick like shane is 
I think it sort of makes sense how they're developing his character because he's not a yappy kid, you know. He's quiet. He's, he stands and watches. He's mm-hmm. observant. And so for him to quietly take a gun, to quietly go out into the woods and not to tell anybody what happened, I mean, I think that fits his character right on the nose. Will he tell him? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of hope not. I think he's got to. That's a lot of guilt to carry around. I was just exactly say that. that. That would be exactly the sort of thing that would drive him to be a darker, darker kid. Not mm-hmm. not seeing all this violence, but having the guilt, holding that in. Because mm-hmm. it, it kind of was his fault. Like I don't know. If, I don't know if they can like. They're gonna play the blame game for sure. But like, it's gonna be interesting because it is Carl's fault, and nobody knows yet. Right. And they're all gonna blame Rick, which is hilarious because it's actually <laughs> his son's fault. <laughs> so yeah. It's, I mean. Oh God, damn it! We'll get to Dale. It's, it's kind of his fault too. But um, it was almost like for Carl. I feel like if had he shot the zombie, it's almost like a rite of passage. Yeah. Like once you have killed something, because Carl he hasn't killed any zombies yet. No. I think they started to teach him yeah, to shoot a true. gun. His mom has been kind of overproduct overprotective. Yeah. And it kind of shields his eyes when stuff like that happens, and I think he's like curious and he wants to be like Shane and Rick, so. That's why he was, like, taunting the zombie, and he wanted to shoot it, but he chickened out. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is understandable. He's eight years old. But right. I think he wants to grow up, but he's not there yet, and mm-hmm. he messed up big time. <laughs> when you think he's got a dad that really isn't around that much. Rick is always off doing other things, and he's always really preoccupied with whatever else he's doing. So, I mean, he's kind of got to make his own way and figure out his own. And when own he shit. is getting disciplined, it's most of the time, most of the time it's Shane. Yeah. Which is yeah, Shane was more of a father to him than Rick this episode. He was. He told him straight up, stop trying to get yourself killed. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one who's really putting his hand down on Carl's shoulder. Yeah, and like in terms of tone, I think he has a more fatherly tone with Carl. Like when uh, Carl mouth- mouthed off to um, Carol, Carol and Rick yelled at him, he, it was kind of like scolding like a dog or something <laughs> instead of your child. Like he didn't like calmly explain like you don't talk to your elders that way. He was just like, don't. Don't say that. Like, I don't remember exactly how he said it, but I feel like Shane would have said it differently, which is interesting. And I don't, I don't know. Is Shane a better father? Would Shane be a better father? I don't know about that. I think <laughs> I didn't, I, don't, I sort of disagree with the whole Rick talking to him like a dog because he still explained, you know, Carol just lost her daughter. She's going through all of this. Like, he's still taking the time to explain why someone would be upset about that, why you should maybe think about their feelings. Mm-hmm. So I think Rick and Shane are just at odds, you know? It's it's just funny how, like, Carl seems to misbehave more around Shane, and then Shane <laughs> catches him, like, misbehaving. I just think it's kind of funny. I think Shane brings that out in him. Maybe he's Shane's kid, too. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out, like, in some old flashback, like he was Pork and Lori way back in the day. Oh, my God. Uh, I hope not. Maybe not. So speaking of kids, Randall. How old do you think Randall is? Mm. Like, 17, 18. Teenager, yeah. Okay. Because they're, so like this whole episode, they're deciding whether or not, they have like a democratic process of whether or not we kill this kid. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you, do you kill him? Creepy thing to place to vote, I think, but. What would you vote? I think I would, I don't know. <laughs> I never know when you ask me this, <laughs> but I think in this case, yes, I would kill him because from what he was telling Daryl, the people he was with were not good people. And you don't want them chasing after you. And the only thing I thought of, though, is, like, what if they find that farm anyway and they, like, manage to, like, get out of them that they had him captive and killed him? I mean, it's not going to make the situation any better. Mm -hmm. Say they go back to look for him where, you know, they thought he was goner with the fence thing. And he's not there. They're going to be like, 
well, who would have saved him? Those people. They're mm-hmm. going to put two and two together. I don't think killing him is going to protect them and they're acting like it is. But it's it's also like, would he ever be a benefit to them? Would they ever be able to trust him? I don't think so. You got to kill him. There's no other alternative, I don't think. What All do you right. think? You, you seem like you disagree. No. no, 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 no. Here's what bothers me about this democratic process is that the only people who have really talked to this kid, like sat him down and whooped him around and asked him, you know, what would, why do you want to stay or why should we not kill you are Rick and Daryl, right? And maybe Shane. Mm-hmm. So all these other people voting, Andrea, didn't this kid go to Maggie's high school? Why don't they want to talk to him? Why don't they want to see what he could bring to the table? Oh, because that doesn't matter. They don't care who he is. and He could be the nice guy on the planet. Not a nice guy, just somebody who would be some firepower if they got overrun by zombies. Like... I'm sorry to say this, but if there was a group of them and they were being, you know, thrown off, wouldn't it be helpful to sort of, I don't know, shoot a guy at an ankle and leave him there? Like, just more manpower, you know? Yeah. I I disagree. You can never trust them. And at this point, like we, I think we said this last week, humans are more dangerous than zombies at this point. Yes, that's true. So, but we don't even do you know need this guy one well more enough. person with one more gun? Is that really going to outweigh the fact that... He might still he could he's saying whatever he can right now to stay alive. He would True. say anything that he thinks you want to hear. Oh, I'll be your best friend, all that. But like I think Shane said, you can never really trust him. Because what if all of a sudden he turns up missing one day? Then you've got to worry that he's gonna be bringing back you've got this really pristine place with food, with livestock mm-hmm. and crops and all this. He could bring them all back there and kill all of you. So for the greater good, you gotta kill him. Or you Yeah, you can't even keep him prisoner because he's gonna take I mean it's more a mouth you gotta feed. Again, he could get loose. But humans are as as sparse a resource as food. Like he, they don't even know. That's the problem that I have with it because they're not asking him what he could offer. What do they need? I think they're fine without him. I don't think they are. What do they, I think if Daryl gets killed off, if Shane gets killed off, if any of the you know the big alpha males get killed off, they're going to need somebody young, and that would be such a big help with Carl too because there's not really. I mean, they're all adults. There's no teenager there's no middle of the road person to sort of branch the youth and the adults like how's carl going to grow up they're not thinking about all the ways that this person could be helpful so you want to you want to keep him around to be a role I model keep, no not to be a role model but <laughs> you like him don't you i don't like you him he's, he's not cute. cute he's not cute <laughs> <laughs> especially when his face is all mashed up by daryl <laughs> that that black eye mm. <laughs> i just think it could be interesting to keep him around and helpful they just haven't they haven't asked they haven't tried well that's true they i feel like they rushed into that decision because dale kept saying like we haven't really thought this through and i i felt like he was right and katrina made a good point the only people who have really talked to him are like a select few and i feel like everybody else was just kind of like jumping on whatever was the majority decision because they didn't want to seem like like they were dissenting see i still i don't i still don't know what you could ascertain from talking to him i guess i'm trying to think if there was one thing maybe if he was like, what possible skill could he possess that could be so important that you could risk him going back? Maybe, I mean, if he's, like, a super doctor, but he's 18. Well, I mean, nobody nobody has, nobody has like, a particular skill that they're really good at other than, like, let's say Andrea or Herschel or... I mean, Andrea's really good at shooting things. Herschel is a doctor. Everybody else is kind of just, like, surviving. And, I mean, he's made it this far, so... He might have something going for him. I don't know. He only made it this far because Rick saved his life. That's true. He jumped off he, a roof. That was really <laughs> stupid. So he's obviously a stupid <laughs> <Intelligent>. person. <laughs> so you guys want to save this stupid person. You know what? You two argue about it. I'm going to go kill him. Look, look what happened with one guy who wanted to save his life. His belly ripped open by a zombie. Okay. My argument and Dale's argument are totally different. 
Dale was doing it. Yeah, because he was just saying, you know, we shouldn't kill humans because that's civilized. That's the right thing to do. We need to do the right thing. I'm saying that this guy could be useful, that they just haven't even probed that idea. They're not being even optimistic about how he could be useful. Just nodding your head now. <laughs> no. You could feed him to the livestock or you could He use could do him farm a... work. Yeah, everyone can do farm work. They've got an... They Ugh. need one more person to do farm work. Yeah. Dale's gone now. I just want new characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they left him alive, so Aha. new character. Ah. New character. Maybe Randall. We'll <laughs> Freaking Randall. <laughs> Stupid. I uh I I understand. It, it's hard to kill him. I wouldn't want to be the one to pull the trigger. Yeah. But I would want someone to pull the trigger. Maybe like maybe you put him in like a James Bond esque situation. You know how the villains in James Bond movies always put him in like a room with a bunch of sharks, and there's no way he can possibly escape. It's like yeah. a test. And then if he escapes, good for him, man. But in all likelihood, he's not going to escape. Just like James Bond never escapes from those situations. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's really hard solution. because I can see like both sides of the argument like very like, clearly, but it's still like I don't know. I I I think I would kill him just because of the way he described the people he was with, and you could, I just feel like you can never trust somebody like that. I think trust is a very important thing. So, so you're with me on the the James Bond perilous situation. Yeah. Cool. Fine, bitches. It's fine. He's still alive, <laughs> and he's young. Well, so I mean, his loyalties aren't really with one gang or the other. We put him in the barn, fill the barn with zombies, and if he happens. kills all the zombies, which proves that he's a good zombie killer, then we let him out. We right. say, you know what? You can write a letter you to the You passed the test. <laughs> good job, Randall. I think they're going to keep him around. I think Randall's going to be very important to the next season. I really doubt it. You just it. watch. You just watch. It's going to be great. I don't even remember I don't think why he's, I'm defending. He's going to be on the other side. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Anyways. Herschel gives Glenn his watch. Um, yeah. I thought that was nice. His father. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it was a very sweet moment. It was moment. nice. <laughs> I thought it was. It was all cute. I, all I could think was the uh, Pulp Fiction scene. Yeah. With Christopher Walken as yeah. he's like, your daddy carried this it's in his ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> put it up his ass. And now it's yours. Yeah. Glenn's <laughs> <laughs> got his own butt watch. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. So Glenn is giving his endorsement. Sorry, Herschel is giving his endorsement to Glenn saying... Bone my, my daughter. daughter all you want. Basically. Oh, I don't think that's what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was saying you're the right man for her, and I realized that. But also, you have my permission to do that. <laughs> that you guys do. How, does, how does he know? Was it? Am I forgetting a scene where? I'm not. I don't remember any scene. I have no idea how this right? happened. I think. Does a father just know? Well, Maggie's like defended him on many occasions. I th- I think it's just a dad thing. Maybe. He's not stupid, mm-hmm. you know. They're not really quiet about it, though. They have a lot of scenes in, like by themselves in various rooms of the house. And there was a scene when they first got there at the dinner table. I think it was right after they had sex in oh. the pharmacy. Oh, yeah. They were at the dinner table giving each other looks, and I think Herschel might have noticed. Yeah, he, he, she passed him a note, or he passed yeah. her a note, and he saw it. Yeah, he knows something's going on. All he right. knows there's some canoodling. I'm glad Herschel didn't make a big deal about it, though. It was just like, yo, man, it's cool. Yeah. He's so cool. Take my watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go have a drink. <laughs> Again. I'm a fan of Herschel right now. Yeah, he's. I like him a lot better now that he's not holding on to all the barn zombies. Me too. Because mm-hmm. he's like he's like the moral compass that Dale wants to be, but he's, for lack of a better word, he's a man about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he he just says, I'm deferring to Rick's judgment. When Dale, when Dale approaches him about killing this kid, he says, I'm deferring to Rick's judgment. 
basically asserting that Rick is in charge. Whatever mm-hmm. Rick says goes. He's a Does he still have an opinion on it? Yeah. <laughs> he's still, I mean, I, th- I still think he's got a pretty solid foothold on what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like that he can just say, fuck it, I'm having a drink. I like that about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing like alcoholism to make a character a little I cooler. Know. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, the drinking game last night, if any of you had Dale as your character, I hope you took the whole Jack Daniels down because oh, yeah. that absolutely called for it. And that's the rule. Was that if your character dies, you finish your it drink? It wasn't explicit, but I think, yeah. I think we should make sure. Although, <laughs> yeah. if before that episode, Dale was your character, then you're either watching the show with way too many people, and you got, like, the <laughs> last straw. <laughs> well, maybe Dale will shoot a zombie. <laughs> I don't <right>. know. <laughs> Let's see. It's between Carol and Dale. Well, Damn I it. think I'm going to go with Dale. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's a, he was a long shot. Yeah, and he, didn't even kill, he couldn't even kill the zombie. He had a rifle. He had a loaded gun. He had a loaded gun. All right. Fuck it. Let's get to it. We had a couple other things we want to talk about, but I want to talk, talk about Dale. Dale. Let's Dale. talk about Dale. Our main topic of the night, obviously, oh, the late Dale, er- last Earnhardt? name person. Earnhardt. <laughs> yes, Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> also dead. <laughs> Damn it. Crap, I'm look All the up. Dales I know are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so we tried to do a moment of silence earlier for Dale. Uh, obviously, it doesn't work because, like I said, we're on audio program. So Dale is dead. And had probably the worst death so far. Yeah. He got I would argue that. Belly peeled open. By a zombie? Ugh. And he was just, who knows how long it would have taken him to die if I hadn't shot him in the head, yeah. too. He could have been suffering for hours. His stomach wounds are the worst. Oh, yeah. And it's all infected because it's the, the yeah. dirty old fingernails of a zombie. Oh, my God. I Claws. thought that was some great acting on part of the zombie, too. I don't know if that, those eyes were CGI, but. They were good. Yeah. Crazy eyes. Zombies. He got a lot of screen time. That zombie last yeah. night. Yeah, he was. He's the only zombie in the entire episode, yeah. and he did the most damage like <laughs> all year. <laughs> he was great. But okay, so I think someone brought this up last night. So fingernails continue to grow after you die. Yes, I didn't do. know this. Yep. So hair zombies' too. fingernails are still growing, mm-hmm. and so is their hair, yeah. which is why they always have long mm-hmm. hair when they've been around exactly. a while. So he's got these long ass fingernails. That he just he's got these claws. Oh. After a I while, thought, so I mean, after a couple years, understand. are we going to see like Janet? What's her name? What was her name? Joiner. What? Do you remember the racer in the nineties? She was a sprinter in the Olympics. Janet Joiner. Oh, with the claw, oh. the who had like claws. the big, long, spirally yeah. fingernails. She had like a weird reason for that too. Like her dad died, and she didn't want to cut her nails yeah. since her dad died. It didn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. it was weird. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I can't wait till we see a, what Janet Joiner. I think it's Joiner. Joiner zombie. Anyways. Dale basically dies because... All right, let's figure out whose fault this is, or if it's everybody's fault. <laughs> he walks off into the field because he's pissed about the decision to kill this kid, which was ultimately made by Rick. I mean, it was Rick a group thing, but yeah, it was Rick and Shane. Now, in addition, we've got Carl, who freed the zombie up on his little quest yeah. in the woods. And, I mean, there's Dale, who goes for a walk at night alone <clears throat> in the dark. Kind of stupid. He did have a gun, so. but... He brought it <laughs> yeah, but obviously doesn't work. know how to use it. Yeah, this is the guy who's been protecting the camp for so long. It yeah. sucks. <laughs> he can't even kill one zombie. To be fair, it did just sneak up behind him. And yeah. that was a big gun. It's not like he could just turn around and go bam, and he had to be like, mm-hmm. hoist it up. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he was screwed either way. Well, where the hell did the zombie come from? I mean, it, it's an open field. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know I don't how know. he got there. He's very sneaky. A very Super crafty sneaky. zombie. Which, every zombie we've seen so far is usually... You can usually hear it from like a mile away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this one had the 
presence of mind to be quiet and lay know, in because, the grass? I don't know, because, I mean, Dale was looking at the cow. There was a dead cow there right. with its stomach ripped open first. And that was making a lot of noise, because I think the cow was still sort of alive. Yeah, it was, like, mm-hmm. moaning and stuff. Oh, it was so sad. Yeah, I felt bad for it. Me too. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> I wonder how Herschel felt. He was a veterinarian. He didn't even look at the cow. No, he didn't. Well, I, I there think was there a were, dead Dale right I there, think there so. are other problems on his mind. Not a very good vet. <laughs> so, yeah, where did that zombie... I mean, I, it, it was just for surprise effect, but the camera turns around and... Bam! Zombie, zombie. in Dale's face. It was a good scary moment. And Dale held it off for 10, 11 seconds probably. I don't know why that zombie decided to claw open Dale's stomach when all it had to do was lower its head and bite his nose or something. Like, they've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been easy, but... Well, he never saw that coming. No one ever thinks to protect their stomach when no, a zombie's coming no after way. him. And like we said last night, he has a, you know, a fat, soft man stomach. Yeah. Old man stomach. He's old. Hmm. That zombie's strong as shit, though. Yeah. yeah, for to ri- to pull open a person's stomach. Yeah, I mean it just ate a bunch of cow, so maybe it had its strength back. But when when <laughs> when Carl was like uh, poking at it in the woods, it looks very weak, like it had been stuck there for a while and it was like it really did. hungry and like and it just ate mm-hmm. a cow. And you know, a zombie only has one thing on its mind. Right. You know, it doesn't think about hunger or being full or anything. So if it wanted to kill Dale, it was going to kill Dale. Mm-hmm. He was pretty funny when he was stuck in the swamp. I know. Yeah. He was like shin deep. And he couldn't move except for like his we were talking contort, his waist. He was doing like we this whole dance about move. The great, the great twitch. <laughs> yeah, that was he was a good zombie. Mm-hmm. I blame Carl. Really? I do. I absolutely do. He shouldn't. Oh my god, it was so stupid. How long he hung around that zombie? It, How close he got? Yeah, it was he, pretty stupid. He had a gun. It was loaded. He could have blown its brains out. Just yeah, but the he, kid thing he wanted. But even that would have been stupid because gunshots attract more zombies. That's true. He doesn't know that, though. Because he's a stupid kid. Because he's stupid. Okay, but... So if you're going to blame Carl, Carl's a 9, 10, 8-year-old. Where are his parents? He has no parental supervision. This, I mean, just, they do just irresponsible. Just him, they yeah. they kind of do just, like, let him run around. I mean, I'm I'm not a parent, so I guess I can't be like, whoa, they're awful. And I, I, I kind of hate it when people are like, where are the parents? But, like, in this case... Where were they? Like, what are, What does Lori do? What does Rick do? Laundry. Mm-hmm. She does laundry. She finds it very important. <laughs> and a, I don't well, know. Somebody should be keeping an eye on him. He's too young to be wandering around by himself. I agree. Even though he acts like he's big macho guy. He's not. He's a little kid. And he, he needs to know that. And it goes back to, we've said this before, gun safety. You don't leave your gun just yeah. sitting around. Yeah, it's the end of the world, but just leave it in a little pouch where... Kid can go find it. Mm-hmm. No gun safety on this show. Terrible, terrible precedent they're setting. Yep. Or example they're setting. And you know what I bet's going to happen? Somebody's going to go wandering around in the woods, find that gun, and be like, who stole this gun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Daryl's going to get back and go, where the hell's my gun? Mm-hmm. Which is not, so he lost a gun, too. Yes. Yeah. That's not good. A valuable thing to have, yeah. I, so are we on board with blaming Carl <clears throat> yet? I think he has a big part of part in it, definitely. I blame Dale, 100%. 100%. Wow, why? I mean, you reap what you sow. He did this to himself. Who, I mean, yeah, Carl let this zombie loose, but you're in a world filled with zombies. It's not to say there couldn't have been another zombie out where he was, mm-hmm. wandering out late in the middle of the night. His first reaction when he sh- saw the cow should have been, I better get on guard right away because obviously something is wrong. Said he kind of looked confused for a minute and slowly turned around. He did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he really he didn't have the reaction necessary to to save himself. And like I said, he shouldn't have been wandering out there alone. And right before right before he storms off, he says, 
where if this is a world of survival of the fittest, then it's not a world I want to live in. Hi-oh. Whoops. I mean, so he literally did this to himself. He literally said, it's a survival of the fittest. He proved that he's not fit enough to survive. <laughs> so peace out, man. And I don't know. It's, the, the world's always kind of survival of the fittest, no matter wh- whether it's... I was thinking about that earlier today. Like, even, like, in America, I mean, it's definitely, like, not out in the wild, but you do have to do certain things in order to, like... Get by. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you do well in school or whatever. That's what you do. And, I mean, it's always going to be survival of the fittest, no matter what the environment is. Mm-hmm. So I think I thought that was kind of dumb that he said that, but I don't. That's my perspective. He's so. a communist. <laughs> I don't know. He about wants that. other people to take care of him. He is. He wants the government to take care of him. That's what. That's what they're saying. Katrina's squinting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. About survival that. of the fittest. You have. You're responsible for your own survival and taking care of yourself, which is a very conservative, right wing value, versus extreme leftist communist values are. Everyone else should take care of everyone else. So he's a communist, and they killed him. I hope you're joking. I'm sort of joking, but I I mean, he really, if he doesn't believe in survival of the fittest at the end of the world, what does he believe in? If if the fit, so everyone should survive, even the people who are weak and need to be taken care of by everyone else? I think he was very emotional when he said that, but it's also like, I don't think it's black and white. I think you do need to survive, but you should also look out for others. Because who wants to be alone, you know? And I, if and I think he was like thinking, you know, if we if we all if we kill this guy, who are we going to kill next? Because we don't trust them. I think. I mean, you can look out for others though, but you want those others to be fit. Yeah. Like, like an eighteen-year-old guy named Randall, <laughs> <laughs> Just that out who there. jumps off roofs at the first sign of trouble. But he's not afraid to take risks. <laughs> It was so dumb, though, who jumps on a fence. <laughs> He's brave. A wrought iron fence. That's maybe it was nice dark. Maybe pad. he couldn't see. I don't know. Yeah, but, maybe right. that. Let's not go back. <clears throat> okay, fine. I think Dale's a communist. I don't. He lives in the South. He's not a communist. doesn't matter. There's communists in the South. They're communists. They're hiding. He's like a. <laughs> He's trying to be like a philosopher. Okay, maybe. He's not a communist. Maybe more of a socialist, like a Karl Marx ish. He kind of looks like Karl Marx. He He's got the beard. <laughs> He's their Karl Marx. And the eyebrows. He was their Karl Marx. And a fishing hat. And he died. <laughs> America wins out over communism again. Anyways. Well, that means Daryl represents America. Yeah, Daryl's very American. He's so American. <laughs> Not very well educated, but good at killing <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so, all right. The other reason I thought that people, the rest of the group, might be responsible for Daryl's death if they had continued to let Herschel, you know, all right, remember the scene in the first half of the second season where Herschel and Rick go out and they get those zombies out of the swamp who yeah. are stuck in the swamp mm-hmm. and they put them in the barn? That was kind of Herschel's thing was he would find zombies and then save them, corral them and put them in the, in the barn. Mm-hmm. And then they were in a controlled environment. They were in a place where he knew where they were. They were all trapped in there. They weren't getting out. There was no, there was no threats even out. at any yeah. point they didn't get out. So if Herschel had still been doing that, he might have found this zombie in the swamp, got him with his little thing. You're trying to blame Herschel now? No, I'm trying to blame Shane. Because Shane's oh. the reason they stopped. Mm. They stopped trapping zombies and bringing them in there. So I mean, it's a stretch, but but Herschel might have found the zombie and put him in the barn if Shane hadn't I think gone that all might ballistic. Have happened, but yeah, I I still don't think the barn was a good idea. I mean, how many zombies are you going to put in there before they get out? You know, and there's too many, and it's overwhelming. I think actually, like. 
I thought it was right to get rid of the barn zombies. I mean, I was with Shane with that. I wasn't with his execution of it, but it was the right thing to do, I think. I don't know. I'm looking back on it. I don't think the barn was the worst idea. What if, all right, what if you put him in the barn, then once every six months you went and killed like half of them? That's not what he was doing, though. He was putting them all in the barn. He thought, it's it's almost like prison. Like you get the crime off the streets oh. and put it all in prison. And then you know where it is. Not it's when there are millions of zombies but, in the world. The barn is only so big. What I think they went wrong with was going and finding the zombies. Because that's it, now that you say that, it looked like the exact same spot they went to in that episode right? where they found the two other zombies that were stuck in the mud. Yep. And so why aren't, why aren't they still like guarding the perimeter, making sure there aren't zombies in the area? It's like it was almost lazy. Why was Carl the one that found it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so they need to start doing that, I think, for sure. Zombie patrols? Yeah, it's not enough Zombie to have... Zombie hunting. Shoot the swamp! It's not enough for Dale to sit on top of his RV and shoot at them. Like... He never did that, though. He I never... Yeah, I was say, he never when he shot. was on top of his RV with his shotgun, he didn't once say, Zombie's coming. Mm-hmm. He didn't... The only time that he said that was when Daryl came out of the woods mm-hmm. and Andrea shot him. And he had his little umbrella up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Once again, going back Andrea. to Dale. No, oh, no, no. Dale. Dale. Big government. <laughs> He always was trying to tell Andrea how to live her life, what to do, whether or not she had the right to kill herself, um, whether or not she had the right to have a gun. Dale is big government. And we were shown we that at the end of the world, to political big government things. fails. No, it's, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's not a direct correlation, but like it, it, it's showing that you can't interfere in people's lives as much as he liked to. He was overbearing, but I, I thought he was looking out for the best and for her. I think he wanted to, like, be kind of a dad, and she just wasn't having it. She's an independent woman, <laughs> yo, so. Same way the big government thinks. <clears throat> or big mm. brother. Ooh. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think that the actor wanted to leave the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, honestly, I kind of think it was lazy writing, almost, because the whole season they're just like, well, what do we do with Dale? I guess he'll just, like, complain about stuff. And then they just, like, have him get eaten. Like, they couldn't think of anything more creative to do with that character. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they wanted to be different from the comics. I don't know. They built it up in this episode, but they did not build it up over the season. Yeah, it was kind of like, at all. Mm-hmm. oh, Dale's getting a big episode. He's yep. probably going to get eaten. Like, I I thought it was a little tiny bit lazy. Yeah, he did have a big part this episode. I think that's going to be a telltale sign. Like, if you have a big part, a big part in the episode. Yeah. Look out. T-Dog better watch out next episode because it looks like he's going to be mm. unlocking a door. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe getting a few more lines. It, it, yeah, if T-Dog <laughs> says something in an upcoming episode, then I think he's in trouble. You did say something this episode. He was like, what are we going to do with the body? Or did. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yes, he I did. Think that was a, a line? I think that was a trailer for next week. No, no, no. He said He said something. Isn't it bad that we're arguing over this? <laughs> <laughs> I swear he did. They were in the room and they were all arguing and... They, he said, well, what are we going to do with the body if we kill him? And Dale was like, well, you're talking about it like we already decided it. Was that T-Dog? Yeah. I totally I missed this. He I... said it very quietly, so it's understandable <laughs> that he missed it. Off stage. Because he was there, and he kept looking like he was going to say something, and then he did it, and mm-hmm. then he said that. Like It was very short and quick and quiet, so okay. there you go. I missed it. I, I swear. I swear. <laughs> I, I believe you. I take your word for it. And it was it was so next. funny because on Twitter I was reading the live feed with the Walking Dead hashtag and everyone's like, wasn't there a black guy? And I wanted to be like, yes, his yes. name's T-Dog and he never has any lines. Nope. It's ridiculous. Katrina, weren't you saying that the actor who plays Dale was a good friend of Frank Darabond? Yeah, I, th- I think that's fascinating because I Googled him afterward on IMDb. And so Frank Darabond got kicked off the show. 
and I don't really know why. Did he get kicked off or did he leave? I think there was some sort of I think he got ambiguous mm-hmm. about it. He was the creator of the show. Yeah, and, and that sucks because he was the one who launched it for AMC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, I mean, I, I found a quote that Darabont said about Jeffrey DeMunn, who played Dale. And he said, um, to fear net about the casting, I've always said Jeff DeMunn is my good luck charm, and I can't make a film without him. And he was in a bunch of other ones that Darabont did. Mm. He said, we've just gotten on board as one of the ensemble members, which is a great joy for me. And so he's got this, you know, this collabor- collaboration with uh, DeMunn and this very like positive energy. And so now that his best friend is gone, I mean, why would Dale stick around if that's the reason he was brought on at mm-hmm. all? Um, which makes the the scene where Dale was the only one who wanted to fight for this kid all the more heartbreaking because, I mean, it's almost like he's fighting for Frank Darabont in a way. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everybody else job. is against him. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's sort of symbolic, like, what's going on behind closed doors? Like, mm-hmm. um, should we give him the axe? Should we not give him the axe? No one else is having it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was a pain in the ass after Darabont left, too. And maybe they're just like, you know what? We're sick of working with you. Maybe he was. I mean, that's... Because he was a pain in the ass and they wrote his character as a pain in the ass. Maybe yeah. that was kind of like a... That happens a lot a with TV you. shows, though. Like, they mm-hmm. just aren't working together well, and yeah. so they write him off. I think that's why it seemed so quick in this one episode to kill him, because it was like, let's just get him get him off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get him gone. This is an interesting... <laughs> that's TV. <laughs> that's showbiz. So, yeah. No more Dale. No more moral compass. Bye, Dale. I'll miss you. They're Who will be the moral compass now? Randall? <laughs> <laughs> You're really rooting for Randall. <laughs> I hope well, Randall ends up being like a really bad dude. Why? I don't know. Why do you want Randall to be the bad guy? I don't know. I almost want to. I almost want to spite you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Baker. No problem. I feel the love. Anytime. <laughs> All right. So speaking of T Dog, our new segment T Dog's line of the week. So what? So apparently he did have one line this week. In addition to one or two camera shots, what it was? What are we going to do with the body? Yeah. All in right. reference to Randall, if. They killed him. <laughs> Good for you, T Dog. I think the last useful thing he does was help drag the bloated zombie out of the well. Oh, like he had yeah. a great line that episode too. He was like, "It could have been easier to use a gun." <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last we heard of him. I want to know more about T Dog. They're not giving him any backstory. Yeah. There's no romance. There's nothing for this character. I'm okay with it. Why? I don't think there's that much to T Dog. Well, you don't know yet. Okay, you're right. I don't know yet. He had a lot to say about racism, which he told Dale, and now Dale's gone. So That's right. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. T-Dog. Uh, our zombie Oscars this week. I mean, I think we've, we've got a few nominations. <laughs> Swamp Zombie. Swampy. He was good. He was very good. Trying to figure, was, think he was CGI? I don't know. I just I think, think he was just a good actor. Yeah, I think he was just good. Maybe he's a backup dancer on the side. <laughs> he was pretty impressive. He's got some moves. So that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me. Thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, you can find our more of our shows on FilmGeekRadio.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, while you're on FilmGeekRadio.com, be sure to check out all of our new content. We've got a new blog. You can check out we've got our zombie drinking game up there, as well as some other zombie goodness. And uh, check out some of the other shows on Film Geek Radio about movies and television. Uh, keep up with me and Andrew Johnson. We'll be at South by Southwest Starting uh, Thursday of this week, we'll be covering film and horror movies and doing interviews and podcasts and all sorts of stuff from Austin, Texas. So check back uh, daily because we'll have new stuff up there every day. And you can donate to our website. There's a a donate button on there where you can help us keep our costs down, help us keep the uh, 
the site up and running and keep producing new shows. So I think, like I said, that's going to do it for us tonight. My name is Chris. You can find me on the web at uh, C-H-R-S-B-A-K-R. That's my Twitter handle. Or you can check out my website, which is musicuse.wordpress.com. My name's Sam. You can find me at the web at Snapolitan. That's S-N-A-P-O-L-I-T-A-N as my Twitter handle. Or you can check out my blog at samaranapolitan.com. And I'm Katrina Tulloch, and my Twitter handle is T-R-I-N underscore L-O-C-H. And my website is katrinatulloch.com. Once again, thanks for listening. Just remember, if you've been bitten, it's already over. Good night. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!